Hey, it's Melissa Moore, and welcome to Mile High Magazine. Happy to have you with us on this Sunday morning. This week, we're talking with Marianne Barwick. She's the executive director of the Rocky Mountain Down Syndrome Association, and Megan Reynolds, who's the family program manager at the Rocky Mountain Down Syndrome Association. Good morning. We'll start with you, Marianne. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having us. Well, thank you for being here. Let's talk a little bit about what the Rocky Mountain Down Syndrome Association does. We are... um, an organization that helps families that have a member with Down syndrome. And we're lifetime support um, from the moment the diagnosis is given through the life of that individual. And for folks that maybe don't know exactly what Down syndrome is, can you explain that? Down syndrome is a third copy of the 21st chromosome. So it's literally called trisomy 21 because it's three copies of the 21st chromosome and exists throughout their body. And what kind of need is there for the Rocky Mountain Down Syndrome Association? Because you said it starts from the time the diagnosis happens. So do you work with mothers who maybe get that uh, the early testing done? We do. So we work very closely with hospitals and OBGYNs, anyone that could possibly give that diagnosis that their baby perhaps has Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. And then um, it's increasingly occurring on a prenatal basis that we will get a call from a mom that took a prenatal test and um, is it got the news that her baby possibly has Down syndrome, or we get calls from social workers at the hospital to say that a baby was born and uh, tested for Down syndrome, and then we step in to provide support from that point on. And when you talk about support, when that mother first calls you, what kind of support, what kind of information are you giving her? I want to have Meg. That is definitely Meg's strong suit and our flagship program. So I'm just going to let her answer that question. Initially, we talk through what it's like to raise a child with Down syndrome and the surprises that we all face, whether they're good things or difficult things that we experience when we find out that our baby has Down syndrome. So oftentimes we will visit the hospital and bring a gift and of course tell the family congratulations, which we're not used to hearing when we get this news. Mm -hmm. And to find out that it isn't as what seems so scary at the time we get the the diagnosis, by talking to another family, we find out that it really isn't scary at all. Yeah, you were saying some of the surprises and some of the things that you tell a new mom, what would those be? Oh gosh, how smart and capable people are with Down syndrome and how much fun it is to be a parent of a child with Down syndrome. Sure, we have tough days. Everybody has a tough day as a parent. Everybody has seasons that are difficult Mm -hmm. and seasons that are easier and that raising a child with Down syndrome isn't really all that different than raising any child at all. And what are some of the things that are different that you kind of want to give the parents a heads up to? Well, obviously the initial grief and just helping them understand that that initial grief is very common, that we feel like maybe we've lost a baby and we're trying to sort of regroup into understanding what it really means to have a baby with Down syndrome. And of course, there can be some delayed milestones. And so preparing for 
delayed, delayed milestones, but it's never a matter of if they'll talk or if they'll walk or if they'll be capable human beings, if they'll work. It's just a matter of when. And the sooner that we realize we're on their time frame, the better it is for everyone. And you said you go in and you tell them congratulations. And I know that kind of ties in with World Down Syndrome Day. And you said it's a surprise for a lot of people to hear congratulations. Explain that and why we should celebrate World Down Syndrome Day. Well, because first of all, this is a baby and all babies should be celebrated. But second of all, the reason that we celebrate World Down Syndrome Day is just how smart and capable people are with Down syndrome. We want to honor them, their their courage, their bravery, their determination. People with Down syndrome never give up. And so we want to celebrate World Down Syndrome Day to raise awareness, but to really raise the awareness that they are so smart and capable, and they're not low-functioning human beings. They really, they have goals and interests, Mm -hmm. and they teach us so much as their parents. I was going to say, I think the kindness and just the sweet nature when I think of people that I know with Down syndrome. Yes, they are sweet and kind and fiery and determined mm-hmm. and not always happy. Right. They definitely have can have a temper and a full range of emotions. And I think that's a really good reminder for people to hear. This is someone high functioning who happens to have Down syndrome. Exactly. As the parents have a lot of questions for you, what are some of those questions that stick out to you that you hear from parents who have a newly diagnosed baby with Down syndrome? Well, one of the most common questions is, will this be 24-7 care for the rest of this child? life. And usually without a dual diagnosis, that's a big misconception um, that our kiddos can, they, they will potty train and they will learn to dress themselves and become independent and, and even live independently or semi-independently. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times families worry that this is really a life sentence of caregiving and it, it, it is not the case at all. A lot of times families also worry about if their kiddo will have friends as their child is growing up. And I mean, I probably get that question from every new parent. What will school look like? Will they have friends? Mm -hmm. And my answer is absolutely they'll have friends. Absolutely they'll be in school with their general education peers. Colorado's wonderful with inclusion and making sure our kids with Down syndrome are in their classrooms. Mm -hmm. And so my son, who's 11 with Down syndrome, has great friends. He's on a basketball team. He's so smart and quick-witted. And so we just talk a lot about what it's like to have a child with Down syndrome. And the things that we're worried about are are outdated misconceptions. Right. What are some of those things that you think maybe are misconceptions that people in our world still have about folks with Down syndrome? That they're slow, that they're not very smart, that they're low-functioning, that they do require care 24-7 for the rest of their lives, that they can not contribute to society. Those are probably the main things that I think society is still our big misconceptions. Which I think is always huge to kind of point out those misconceptions. And one of the things that I have heard and read and heard from other parents is the fact that if you know one person with Down syndrome, you know one person because everyone is different. Exactly. Just like you and I. I struggled with math in college and I was I had a great experience in English. Mm-hmm. Of course, you may say, well, I struggled with English and I did really well in math. Everybody with Down syndrome has things that come very naturally to them and things they have to work harder at. And I think that's important for folks to know. And even though you probably know that somewhere deep down, but to hear that it's not a cookie cutter diagnosis. 
Exactly. And to just presume competence. Right. And I think that's huge. And I know that uh, Sports Illustrated has their first model of Down syndrome this year, which I think is so exciting. Yes. Yes. People with Down syndrome are breaking records and every single day they're making the new norm of people with Down syndrome are smart and capable. Now, what are some of the other? I know you're in charge of the family programs at the Rocky Mountain Down Syndrome Association, and you talked about going to the hospital, meeting with parents. What are some of the other programs that you're in charge of? I also help when families are reaching puberty and entering into adolescence. I teach a disability sexuality class. And then we also help with adult support. That's my program um, with families that are transitioning out of high school and into adulthood and helping them with finding resources for jobs. And like I said, independent living and semi-independent living, lots of relationships, lots of new things that families are facing. So those are all of my programs. As far as, I, because I, I know puberty is a, is a huge transition for a lot of families with children with Down syndrome. What are some of the things that you make parents aware of? To make sure that they have the same information as their same-aged peers, their biological age, not their develop, what we think they're developmentally capable of. What are some of those questions that families have as they're transitioning with their children to adolescence and then adulthood. Worrying about relationships and will people with Down syndrome be able to experience a relationship and understand love? And of course, the answer is yes, they can experience a relationship, understand love, and really develop the same way we do. And Marion Barwick, you're the executive director of the Rocky Mountain Down Syndrome Association. Tell me about some of the programs that your organization has. So you just heard about Meg's program, which we call First Call, Mm -hmm. and that begins when the diagnosis is given. And then um, we also offer all of that program in Spanish. So we have a very strong Spanish outreach program um, and have really worked to to bridge any uh, communication issues because, as you might imagine, those moms have have real difficulty. Right. And then we have a very strong educate through 12 education program. Our mission is to fight for inclusion and independence. And so we assist families with their IEP um, throughout the state. Uh, we, we serve families throughout Colorado. And so we assist them with their IEP um, and help both the school and the family. We're not, we're not on one side or the other. That then transforms into an adult class we run at CSU, DU, and Colorado College. Okay. Um, it's an adult class to enhance their independence. We're, we're pretty proud because we have eight to nine individuals that are now living on their own, take their own transportation to work. Um, and live independently. It's a it's an amazing model. So we have the education program, but we help we work very closely within, which is an inclusive college experience. Mm-hmm. So from our higher visions class many of the students can can then attend college. For parents that are new to this world or maybe moving here to Colorado, how does Colorado do as a state with including people and with the services we have for folks with Down syndrome? So we, we really tell families that if you have a member with Down syndrome, Colorado is one of the best places to be. Um, not only do we ha- do they have us, and we are really the people organization. We meet with the people, but there is an adult clinic, and there are several organizations doing research 
and keeping very current on the needs and the way to um, lengthen the lifespan of people with Down syndrome. That's awesome. I love hearing that about our state. And that kind of leads me to my next question about health concerns. What kind of specific health concerns and what kind of life expectancy do families have now with their children with Down syndrome? So the current life expectancy of a person with Down syndrome is 60. Um, and that has changed dramatically in the last 10 to 15 years. Yeah, it really has. What did it used to right? be? It used to be like in the 20s, okay. 21, 23. So that it, we attribute that to great health care, understanding what um, individuals with Down syndrome need from the medical community mm-hmm. and understanding how to treat um, adults in particular and help them um, live longer. Right. With that, as you might imagine, come some issues because parents now need to plan for their child to live longer than them. Right. And that was not an issue. So we are working very closely on programs for guardianships and wills and trusts, mm-hmm. things that families need to think about yeah. for those children as well as their typical children. Yeah, I was going to say that is a lot to consider. What are some of those unique health problems or challenges, I guess we might say, that children and adults with Down syndrome face? So early on, it's heart. Um, and there can be several um, comorbidities, but heart is typically the most common and taken care of fairly early in life with surgery. Mm-hmm. The biggest concern now uh, for individual adults with Down syndrome would be early onset of Alzheimer's and dementia. Oh, is that right? I did not realize yeah, that. Yeah. And and it's there's so many organizations doing research on truly what is that link of the 21st chromosome Mm -hmm. and Alzheimer's. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I had not heard that before, and that is a really interesting connection. And And it becomes even more fascinating in that people with Down syndrome rarely pass away or get hard cell tumors. There's a level of protection there as well. So it's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. it really is. I so appreciate your time. Marianne Barwick, she's the executive director for the Rocky Mountain Down Syndrome Association, and Megan Reynolds, who's in charge of the family programs there. For folks that want more information, maybe they want to donate and support you, how can they do that? They can look at our website, which is just rmdsa.org. Or our call us if you Google Down syndrome in Colorado, you will find the Rocky Mountain Down syndrome Association, and our phone number is three zero three. 797-1699. Marianne Barwick, the executive director, and Megan Reynolds, a family program manager at the Rocky Mountain Down Syndrome Association. Thank you both for being here. I'm Melissa Moore. Thank you for spending your Sunday with us in Mile High Magazine. Go out, have a blessed day, and be kind to everyone.